You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Podcasting since 2010. Phone call. Who are you going to call? So when you want to call, you dial that number. Call! It's the Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show with Tammy and Tony. They're going to be talking Jeeps with you. There's no show without you, so call in now. Just make the call. Good call! That's why I'm calling now. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is episode 34 of the Jeep Talk Call-In Show, a live call-in show. Some shows, it's all about you, the listener, and your Jeep experiences, and sometimes Tony and I have a guest. But tonight, this show is just all about you, and maybe me a little bit. Anyway, a chance where you get to share your Jeep experiences with us live. Each week, we ask you a Jeep-related question, and we want you to call in and share your story. We love hearing from you and your story, so please give us a call. You can call right now. Just dial 302-202-1110, and then you enter in the code 219-835. I'm Tammy, a.k.a. JeepMama.com, here on the East Coast, and joining me every Tuesday night live from the Jeep Talk Show headquarters, it's Tony. Hey, Tony, how are you doing? Hi, ho there. Uh, well, uh, I don't know, Tammy. I, I think we could call this uh, episode 34.5.9 or .9999. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's uh, it's just been a, a wild ride uh, getting the uh, everything going back to uh, back together and get it going Uh uh, we had a bit of a software issue last week with uh, Dan Greck uh, being on, which I, I firmly believe was Murphy's Law. We were both really looking forward to having Dan on. And, oh, I'm uh, so excited. <laughs> of course, the wheels come off. So uh, not on Dan, but uh, for the, the, the for the show. But uh, it was bound to happen uh, sooner or later, and we had a, a really good run with uh, very minimal issues. So uh, we're going to have Dan back on. We just had to uh, – actually, I didn't have a uh, resolution for the issue until – a couple of days ago, so I uh, haven't had been in contact with Dan yet, but we, uh, he, he did confirm uh, back last Tuesday that he would uh, reschedule and be on the show. We'll just have to get it uh, for a convenient time uh, for him, you know, since he is traveling across Africa, and he never yeah. knows exactly where he's going to be. True. All right, Tammy, uh, what do we got for tonight? What, uh, what kind of fun are we going to be talking about? Well, tonight's question is all about Jeep modifications. And I want to know what Jeep modification did you make to your Jeep that was surprisingly easy? Something that you thought maybe was going to be difficult, but then when you did it, you're like, oh my God, that was easy peasy. So if you have um, a story to share, just dial 302-202-1110 and then enter in the code 219-835 and Tony and I will be notified that you are calling us and we'll hit the unmute button and you can talk to us. So Tammy, do you think that uh, you think I can go first with uh, something that I modified that was uh, I thought would be more complex than it was? Go go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, that's all right. So <laughs> I was uh, getting a text on my phone; it distracted me. You, you know the I, rules about using the phone during the uh, the podcast. I know I I didn't put it on silent. There you go. All right. Uh this is this is the kind of disrespect you get from people for with black jeeps, folks. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Tony, just a minute. No. <laughs> so anyway, um, the uh, the thing I was kind of surprised about was 
I uh, the the Cherokees uh, come with uh, and when I say Cherokees, 1984 through the 2001 model, uh, they come with slip yokes in the transfer case. Uh-huh. So basically, what that means is is that the drive shaft will move back and forth as your um, uh, suspension in the rear cycles up and down. The the drive shaft will actually slide in and out of the transfer case, and that's all fine and good until you start doing a lift. And then because of the way it's set up, you can actually get vibrations and binding depending on uh, where the, uh, the between uh, depending upon the angle of the, the U-joints, uh, both in the, uh, the diff and in, in the transfer case. So one of the things you do on a Cherokee is you put in a slip yoke eliminator kit. Right. And basically you have to take the transfer case apart. You have to take the main shaft out. Well, that's this is one way of doing it, and I think Yikes. it's the preferred way of doing it. Uh, you can do a hack and tap where you, you cut off the end of the, the shaft and you drill a hole in there and you hope it's centered and et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of people do that, but mine's a daily driver, so I wanted to do it quote-unquote right. So I went over to Tom Woods and got a, uh, a slip yoke eliminator kit, which basically means you have to replace the main shaft uh, inside the transfer case. So uh, I took that out, took it apart, put it all back together. It was amazingly simple. It was a bit time-consuming, but for right. him, never ever looked inside a transfer case and able to do that. It was uh, it was surprisingly uh, simple. It was nearly a thousand dollars to do, uh, but you get. Uh, I think I got about four fifty or some of it back because what they do is they want the pieces that you that you're replacing so they can make another shaft and another tail cone and stuff so it wound up being about 450 dollars to uh to do that on my uh my 98 jeep cherokee something that you don't have to worry about on yours tammy no i don't but that's i remember that's, when but that, i'm sorry but that's the nice thing about having one that you that you have to modify i learned something about it uh about how it goes together um you bought one that is already together which is has great advantages for just going off road but as as it gets older depending on how long you keep it uh, mm-hmm. you're going to have to learn about it because as you modify and repair things that, that go bad. Oh, yeah. I think I still have a couple more years where, oh, I'm sure. knock on wood, that I'm going to be fine with not having to make, you know, huge repairs to it. Yep. I guess uh, the, any, any um, well, I guess, I guess you do have some, like the bumpers and stuff. It was probably amazingly simple uh, from what you expected since you didn't have any kind of, idea about uh vehicles and mechanicing on the vehicles prior to you uh installing some of the uh well i guess you did front and rear bumper and uh sliders didn't you yeah i did the front bumper was the first thing i did well besides the stupid little things um well they're not stupid but simple little things but the front bumper then i did the sliders then i did my um raxium lights mm-hmm. the led lights which i've never done any sort of wiring or anything i remember i that was the first time i ever soldered anything um that was really fun i had a good time um and the rear bumper and the big the big thing that scared me which i thought was going to be so hard and i put it off and i put it off (laughs) was the diff covers yeah, um, that's right. I forgot about that. You were hemming and hawing about that quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I was so, because, you know, I was taking, you know, putting a bumper and off or on, that doesn't really mess with the mechanics of the Jeep. 
And messing with those um, differentials, I was like, oh, my God, this could really be bad if I screw it up. Because with the bumper, you know, I could have just put the old one back on. Um, but so I put it off and put it off. And finally, I went and did the rear differential cover. And, and you know, of course, I researched the heck out of it and got tips and everything. So I could have probably done it with my eyes closed. Except no one warned me about the horrible, nasty smell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of the nature of, uh, of vehicles. Oh, my. I almost threw up and, and I was so, I also had a, a high container, a deep container, I should say, Mm -hmm. to put the diff fluid in. So I really couldn't, um, get the, the plug out and the, the, the container in quick enough and it spilled all over before I got it in. I should have had a shallow container and just sitting there. And then unplugged it and let it drain. So go ahead and remind everybody about our number. Uh, I just realized I don't yep. have the graphic up for that. So, oh, uh, yep. Um, folks, if you want to call, if, not if you want to call us, you should call us. <laughs> you must. <laughs> please call us and share a story with us about what Jeep modification was surprisingly easy for you that you didn't realize was going to be so easy. And you can call us at 302 202 one 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 zero and then you just punch in the code two one nine eight three five. So again that's three zero two two zero two one 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 zero and then punch in the code two one nine eight three five. And we want to hear about a modification that you made that was surprisingly easy that you weren't expecting. So what are you uh, thinking about tackling here in the future that maybe you're not looking forward to doing because you're concerned about it being uh, overly complex? Hmm. Hmm. That's a toughie. I mean, I was going to do, um, I was nervous about doing um, the steering stabilizer bracket because mm-hmm. um, I wanted to get one to move the bracket up higher because on the front end of my Jeep, that is probably maybe about the same um, distance as my um, front diff cover. And that would have been one of the lowest points. And I had actually hit it. So I was going to get a relocation bracket. And that was my plan. And I had one all picked out. And I just happened to have to take um, my Jeep in because my steering was all messed up. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe I'd done something more to my Jeep when I hit the rock um, at Roush Creek, and it turns out it was my steering stabilizer was um, had a hole in it, and I didn't realize it, and it was slowly leaking fluid. So anyway, they switched it out for me. So well, the the, the fluid leaking of it wasn't uh, causing it to uh, not be able to go stop to stop. What though was it? I mean, it wasn't it the position of it that, because they it said it, it. They said it was because of the um, I. We had taken it off and put it back on, and it was in the right position. It's just that the the stabilizer, it wasn't the bracket that was leaking it, or well, obviously it was the steering stabilizer. And no, that's I, I just what, figured it was not properly centered, and it was. That's just, what I thought too. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, hey, Steve, um, thanks for joining us. Uh, please jump in here and uh, save the day. Well, I think the uh, thing that I thought that was easier than it was going to be was uh, working with leaf springs. Uh, 
and it turned out to be easy enough that uh, I formed a side business lifting Jeeps by uh, having new springs made to my specifications and installing oh. them in my driveway. Oh, my goodness. And I didn't realize back, you could do that. That's amazing. Well, you know, I did a little bit of research, and uh, this was back in, uh, what was that, about 75, 1975, I think. There was actually two spring foundries not too far from me in Portland, and uh, I went up to uh, one of them and said, hey, I want to volunteer to work for you for a day. So I did, and I learned everything I needed to know about new springs, and which wasn't all that much. Yeah. and That's a smart idea. Yeah. And I went back home and and uh, called them up and said, okay, this is what I want, and and uh, gave them all the specifications, thickness of each leaf, free arch, eighth-inch snap, uh, you know, that was it. And uh, I hit it just right. I, I lifted a Jeep, a CJ5, uh, three inches with a set of springs, and uh, away we went. Oh, you know, I misunderstood you. The audio was kind of choppy when you first started talking. I thought you were saying coil springs, and I thought to myself, "My gosh, to have have coil springs made that that's a big deal." There, I mean, it's probably not as big deal as what I think it is, but leaf springs makes yeah. makes a little more sense. No, actually, coil springs are a big deal. That takes a lot of math. Um, Josh would not like it. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> no one told me there was going to be math. It's oh, there's a, a lot of math in a coil spring. I, I had them give me the specs and you know on on how to design a coil spring, and I thought, yuck, I don't no even have way. enough calculator for this, and so I just stayed away from them. And and the only rigs that I got into with coils were Fords. Uh, I lifted a Bronco and and uh, put uh, some uh, springs on a on a camper that a guy had made that was super heavy, and and hit them both just right. Each time, I don't know if I could do it a third time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's when you want to quit. So, uh, yeah, I guess leaf springs are still not that difficult uh, to, to put together because people are putting uh, bastard packs together all the time. Uh, and of course, the internet makes it a lot easier because you can just uh, do a search oh, and yeah. find out what you what you need to what you need from where and uh, how to layer them. And man, there's even pictures. It, isn't it amazing, Steve? I mean, I don't think I. Uh, I actually got into four-wheel drives until around 82, if I'm remembering correctly, and I didn't know anything. And as far as trying to figure out, uh, about the only thing you could do is talk to people or look in uh, 4x4 magazines and figure it out from there. So the Internet just makes it wonderful for these things. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, I I was doing bastard packs uh, before I started having stuff made and went down to the wrecking yard and started pulling springs off of – rear of old uh, Chevy and GMC pickups because that's about the only thing that had a narrow enough spring for a Jeep at that time. And uh, did all kinds of stuff with those. And, and in fact, uh, to this day, I have a uh, flatbed trailer that I severely overload that uh, has a basically a bastard pack spring on it that I made from some of those springs out of the wrecking yard. I bet you the ones that uh, the leaf springs you had made uh, rode a lot better than the bastard packs did. No, well, no, they rode about the same. Uh, <laughs> stiff ride was acceptable in those days. Yeah, well, that's and in fact, um, I the ones that I had made, I I had them made uh, to ride better than than what, uh, for instance, Rancho was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. 
Ran- yeah, Rancho. I think that was the 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 brand that uh, that I lived had because my my '83 pickup, every '83 Chevrolet pickup was uh, was all Leaf Springs, and I'm pretty sure uh, Rancho or it was a Ranchero. Uh, I may be getting confused with the food. It's easy to do that. Hey, Steve, thanks a lot for giving us a call and uh, appreciate you uh, jumping in there for and uh, talking to us tonight. Let's get over to CJ Dave. Hey, CJ Dave, how's it going? You interviewed anybody recently? No, I haven't had. We haven't had anything in this area since that last show. Um, yeah, and work's been taking up most of my time. But you know, my story kind of goes on the opposite end of this because it was really. Something I thought would be a ten-minute job has turned out to be a couple weeks into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my and goodness! Yeah. Just, basically, <laughs> just basically replacing the uh, driver's side mirror. <laughs> and oh, when no. I didn't see it, my uh, CJ, it was all rusted underneath, and all the bolts had been rusted into place. Yeah. And and I snapped off all the, the bolts for the mirror, trying to get that out. And now I've got to replace the whole bracket. I've got to end up drilling out most of those bolts and then tapping them out. And it's been kind of a, an interesting saga. Oh, my See, God. That would make me so angry. Did you did you do the PB blaster or anything, uh, any penetrating oil in there before you uh, snapped them off? Because that's, that's when it's really insult to injuries, when you really soak the hell out of them and they still break. Well, here, here's the worst part of it. The guy that had the Jeep before me, painted over all the screws and brackets so all the rust and everything was underneath so whatever I put on was not going to get inside the paint. Yeah, so, makes sense. You know, it, you know, this has just been a kind of a project for me because uh, I bought this just to kind of restore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that that's really my goal for it. So, I mean, it's going to get done anyway, but I've only snapped off about a half dozen drill bits and broke two easy outs off in it. So, oh. And still working on it. Uh, it's made with good stuff there, especially how old is that thing? It's 30 something years old. 86. It was an 86. Oh, 86. Okay. Wow. You know, isn't that, isn't that how it goes? Things that are easy end up being tough and the things that are tough end up being easy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was the one reason I bought it is I haven't really done anything with cars for about 10, 15 years. I really kind of wanted to get back into something. I used to work on muscle cars. Like the first thing, I replaced when I got it was a fuel pump, and that was like ten minutes. You know, I said, "Man, I just love getting back into to a you know an engine that I can actually get to everything and yeah. removing eighty four things to get to the one thing I want." And, and I love that about it. But you know, the uh, you know this Jeep came from Illinois, so it's got some body cancer that I'm dealing with. So oh, I'm sure. That I'm trying. To- uh, it actually might be bullet holes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think uh, so. We, we like to refer to this as uh, the guy that had it before us was Jerry Rigg. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Oh, well, that's the, yeah, embarrassing, that's the embarrassing thing is uh, having uh, somebody else uh, pick apart what you, uh, what you put together. Because if it's driving down the road and it looks okay, it's fine. But when somebody starts tearing it apart, uh, they, know the, they know the truth. So, you know, Dave, you mentioned that there was nothing going on that you could do any interviews at. I'm thinking door-to-door, like, you know, a door-to-door oh. salesman. <laughs> Just just go over there and ring the doors oh, yeah. and, and ask people. Hey, do you know? Can I? Do you have a moment I can talk to you about the Jeep Talk Show? <laughs> I, I'm sure he'll get lots of doors slammed in his face. Oh, it'd be hilarious uh, for everybody. Everybody yeah. listening, not for him, but everybody listening. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, I'm not really that far from getting 
uh, trail ready. I, actually, I took it out on a trail for the first time tonight. I've just got a few more things I want to do to it and get a few more things in place before I really start hitting it uh, until I'm going to be comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're pl- I'm planning on you know kind of meeting up with some people in the area and taking it on some runs. Yeah, I'm sure you know you don't want to go out there by yourself. Uh, always wheel with a buddy. Yep. It's just like swimming. Yep, yep. The buddy system. Well, Dave, thanks a lot for giving us a call and, yeah, we appreciate uh, and sharing your, your busted uh, bolts. <laughs> Two-week project. At least it's not a daily driver. That would yeah. be uh, that would oh. be kind of rough. All right, we got uh, YJ Squarepants on the phone with us uh, tonight. <laughs> hey, Nate, thanks for calling in. Thanks for holding in there. We had about three callers all at once, and uh, Nate hung in there, there for are, us. There are no square no square pants at all involved. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if you were a golfer, there definitely would be some square pants involved, I'm sure. <clears throat> Do golfers wear square pants? I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say. I Those I, plaid, you know, those those really ugly oh. colors. I mean, that's like the different yeah. kind oh, of square. square designs, okay. Yeah, yeah the designs. Enough, right. <laughs> square is a not cool. It's a 50s term. Right. So, Nate, do you have a, a simple, a tough project on simple? You mean I, I just can't call in and waste your time? Well, you know, oh, well, technically you, yeah, it's 15 you know minutes actually, uh, past, so. We are past the 15-minute no, mark. So, so uh, the, the, the thing I had in mind was actually the first time I took a saw to the body of the Jeep. Oh. oh I thought it was going to be the no. end of the freaking world. Yes. And uh, it turned out okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was all okay. Did you oh. have to go into therapy for it, or did you get through it on your own? No, so uh, with the with the YJ and the CJ, they uh, the the fenders are really restrictive, mm-hmm. and you can gain a lot of clearance by just sort of cutting them out a bit and putting flares from a TJ on them. Right, mm-hmm. it's one of the first real big mods I ever did to to that that blue YJ I've been driving. I used to drive around, and uh, to to this day, it's still the the top hit article on my website. Uh, apparently a lot of people are, are interested in it, but the, the first cut I had to make, I was just like agonizing. It took me hours to get all the tape lined up and get the line drawn just right. And then I finally fired up the saw and it was like a oh five minute God. job. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you had got lots of good planning. Did, uh, did you ever see those pictures? Yeah. yeah. Did you ever see those pictures of when I put the uh, snorkel on my, uh, my, uh, XJ? No, I haven't, but I imagine there was at least a hole you had to, had to, through for that right but the the thing was is there's a wiring harness right there on the other side of the uh, firewall from where you you drill and i put in a two by four there and and pried it out of the way and had a two by four kind of there and do you know that when it finally a brand new hole saw when it finally cut through that inner fender it cut through half of the wiring harness oh instantly oh I have to show you that picture. It was, I, I just couldn't even believe with the, it. Even with the two by four and everything? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. It, it just Not was, a, it was just a positional thing. And I mean, you know, it, I had, yeah. I sat there for probably over an hour drilling that hole. And, uh, and it took so long to go through that thin sheet metal. Well, it took nothing for it to go through that, uh, what do you call that wrap that, uh, that's in there for the, for the harness? That plastic and then... Yeah, that wire loom or whatever. Yeah, yeah and through about uh, 30, uh, 30 lines that I had to uh, solder together and oh. heat shrink tubing uh, on each connector. It was like doing brain surgery. It was like that time when Spock's brain was out of his body and Dr. McCoy had to put it back in his body. It was just like that. 
Hey, I Nate, you, um, doing like you, final chord. Yeah. Repairs. <laughs> hey, Nate, you mentioned um, on your website. What website? We share. Do you mind? Oh, we don't. We everyone? don't want to do that. He hasn't signed up to to purchase time on the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. What What is it? What is it, Nate? Make it quick. Done my time. <laughs> hurry no, up. I want to see the pictures. Hurry up before we hang up. <laughs> oh, that would be swbcrawler.com. Oh, of course it is. I know that. Oh, wait, crawler. Yeah, you know that. SWB. That's uh, Southwest. <clears throat> what does it stand for again? I forgot. Short wheelbase. I just said it, Tony. Come on. Ah, well. <laughs> Uh, that's the bad thing about Skype is uh, somebody wins that, that that's talking is usually on this side. So, uh, oh, I short, get it. short wheelbase. Yeah. I always think of Southwestern Bell when I see that. Yeah, yeah. Nate's a yeah. Nate's a telephone yeah. guy. <laughs> Nate used to work for Southwestern Bell as an installer, so that's why it says crawler. It's yeah, just, yeah. And I just couldn't get rid of the the initials, so I just had to start a website. It was he was very slow to service people. So, yep. All right. Well, that's cool. And uh, let's see, uh, Nate, uh, since we have you here, and if you guys don't know, uh, Nate has been doing the YJ segments for us on the uh, the main show, the Jeep Talk Show. Nate, uh, are are you adding more YJ segments, or is it the ones that we have? What, what do you got planned for the, the for the YJ segments? So uh, there's, there's a couple up there. Um, I mean, we already covered drivetrain and a basic intro to the model. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a few others in there for like common problems and common modifications, and even some uh, some cheap uh, cheap deep tricks. Okay. Uh, which some of those are also articles I've written up over the years. You know, just from promoting YJs. Um, but those are all that are recorded at the moment. I've been trying to come up with a couple of other ideas. If anyone's got any suggestions or things they want to hear about the YJ, feel free to. Shoot them our way. I'll be happy to, to, you know, throw them into some segments for you. Yeah, just uh, send us an email at info at jeeptalkshow.com, and uh, we'll get those uh, sent over to Nate, and he can mull them around and uh, see what he can come up with. Nate, I, I, I probably you've probably told this before, but I don't recall. Uh, right now you have an LJ, but so what happened yep. to the YJ? So I've owned three YJs in my Jeep career, uh, one of which never actually left the garage, and I ended up parting out. Uh, one of which was the first Jeep I'd ever owned, and I owned it for like a year. It had a little four-cylinder in it, and uh, I just couldn't stand it. And then I <laughs> have one that that I ran for like eight years, which is that blue YJ that's all over my website. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up, uh, right around the time we had our first kid, just the attraction of some income versus having a Jeep sitting in the garage. Right. Uh, just a moment, uh, moment of insanity, and I sold the thing. <laughs> otherwise i'd still be driving it today it was a great jeep yeah i kind of got the feeling something must have happened but new children uh as as beloved as jeeps are uh children often take uh precedence over <laughs> over the jeep so yeah, Same yeah thing. As, as simple as it was i had it out at rush creek and i bent the steering the the, the tie rod mm-hmm. and you know i got it home that day and i parked it in the garage and i'm like okay i'm just gonna fix the steering in it that was enough. It sat for two years like that. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. fixing it. You know, a hundred bucks, I could have fixed the thing. But instead, it just sat and sat, and eventually I just got all depressed about it and sold it, got the money. <laughs> well, it's good, uh, because it probably got to get out and do some things that uh, instead of sitting there in the garage. So Yeah, the, the, guy that, the guy that bought it from me still drives it today. I actually still I connected with him on Facebook after he took it home, and uh, every now and then I get to see him take it out. He comes down for the... Uh, the Topless for Tatas event at uh, Rush Creek every year. Oh, I bet he does. 
Sounds yeah, like a big up, event. He's actually up in New York. That's why I said he comes down. But yeah, he's out of state. Yeah, so, I think anyway. I think that's what everybody <laughs> says. They they never think about the geographic locations of uh, where they are, where the other person is. They always say they come down. So I always go up. Yeah, right. Yeah, you go up. over or up. <laughs> yeah, I go up. Do you, is there any sashaying involved in that, uh, Nate? Oh, um, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> oh well that's the way you answer that question well thanks a lot for giving us a call uh, tonight Nate, and and everybody else that called in we sure appreciate that steve yeah i figured that we were never getting any calls again tammy because we had to cancel last week's show i know am i am i overly nervous i think i'm overly nervous you're overly nervous we we have a great great core group of listeners who never let us down i can tell you that yeah always yeah, and actually, they're always there when we need them. Actually, uh, the core listeners out there, you can now get people involved listening to the show really easy since we have the uh, the iPhone and the uh, Android apps. So even these people that have no idea what a podcast is, how to listen to it, how they get it, any of that stuff, you don't have to explain anything to them. Just tell them to go to the uh, Apple Store or the Android Store and do a search for Jeep Talk Show. A couple of clicks. What is it? Bing, da, 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 boom. And you got a show. Bada bing, bada boom. There you go. That's why you're here, Tammy. You can, yeah. <laughs> and you got a show you can I'm listen just... to. You know, I didn't realize this, but it makes perfect sense. Uh, somebody was asking me on Twitter the other day, uh, how do I listen to uh, something before episode 96? Because 96 is the first episode on the app. And I thought, well, that's strange. Oh. Is there some sort of limitation that I wasn't right. aware of? And then it dawned on me, we didn't move to Lipson until October of uh, t- uh, 2013, which happens to be episode 96. There you go. So it's only 96 through, what are we on, like 277 uh, is coming up this week yeah. or something? So, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of episodes to listen to. But if you, if you really want to listen to the ancient times on the Jeep Talk Show, or at least the back then, days. the XJ Talk Show... Uh, you can go over to jeeptalkshow.com and listen all the way back to episode one. In fact, those shows are so old, we're not even sure which one is one and which one is two. There's some confusion there. But you can listen to all of them because they're all right there available on the website. So, And you know what else? When um, folks listening to the show right now who aren't listening to it live but are listening to it later, mm-hmm. we you can listen to it live and you can be in, in our chat room. Either on YouTube or the Jeep Talk Show website. But you know what? Zach is in the chat room, Tony, right now, and YouTube. And he wanted to know what kind of Jeeps everybody's rocking. He's rocking a 94 XJ, and he says, and no, it's not red. So <laughs> wait, a second, wait a second. Wait a second. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the wrong answer. So I said, hi, Zach, what color? And he says, forest green with four exclamation points. And I'm like, that's a great color. And you know what he said? Agree. Yeah, I guess green boots are okay. <laughs> but he says, to be honest, I wish it was black. So oh, there you he's go, lying. Zach. He's sucking up to you. Oh, Red is the color. You never hear about a man going through a midlife price, crisis going out and buying a black sports car. It's always bright red. Oh, not always. <laughs> always. Always, damn it. <laughs> so, folks, seriously, you can catch us here every Tuesday night um, at the Jeep Talk Colin Show. Some nights we have guests. Some nights you're our guest. And you can also catch Tony, Josh, and myself every Thursday night over um, at the Jeep Talk Show 
podcast, and we record that at 10 o'clock Central Time, and you can join us there in the chat room, either on YouTube or at our website, jeeptalkshow.com. Yep, yep. We'll see you Thursday, and I, I actually, I guess you guys are going to be able to see us now that we got this damn thing working again. Hey. Uh, have a great night. See you guys later. Night. Night.